0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen
1: are hot. Kenyatta took the the trip to Aspen with me. We walked the town together. We talked to people. At a dinner, we met a couple who'd been together for decades. The husband was retired and jokingly lamented he could not get his wife to follow suit. He told us that morning he'd taken his dog and driven out to the Continental Divide to watch the wildlife i did not know what the continental divide was and i did not ask later i felt bad about this i knew even then that whenever i nodded along in ignorance i lost an opportunity betrayed the wonder in me by privileging the appearance of knowing over the work of finding out a huge mountain shadowed aspen and a ski lift stretched up from the town to the peak kenyatta insisted we take the lift up i'm afraid of heights but a mix of machismo and curiosity pushed me forth I remember the sloping ground rising and falling beneath us, the lift swaying in the high wind, the town falling away from us, the fear tightened my arms, legs, throat, and then at the top, the clouds hanging over mountain ridges still in June, speckled with white. I did not love it, but I loved it. The fear felt then was not just the anguish in my gut, but the price of seeing the world anew. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. Your host rod and Here. And we're live on a Tuesday. Yes, we are doing some podcasting. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic, wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh iHeartRadio. We're everywhere, really. Just put right. the Blackout Tips in and we'll pop up. Leave us five-star reviews. We we'll appreciate that. I actually found a bunch of reviews. But you guys have been leaving from all over the world, cause, uh, the service I was using that used to get the reviews from all over the world wasn't hooked, wasn't giving me all my information. Okay. So I went and found a place that gave it to me, and you guys have been leaving reviews even more than just the United States, and I can't wait to read those on Saturday. Yay! Um, and as far as, uh, you know, this show, you know, leave five star reviews leave emails the black guy tips at gmail.com you can leave comments on the website the black guy who you can also do stuff like voting the polls on our website you can leave voicemails as long as they're two minutes or less at 704-557-0186 um that's 704-557-0186 and uh those are just a bunch of ways that we uh you know getting that we get back with you so thank you yay and uh uh I was thinking about uh what you were reading. Oh, from it's We Were Eight Years in Power in American Tragedy by Ta-Nehisi Coates. Okay. Go ahead.
2: I was thinking about what you was
1: reading and it really made my mind just just
2: wonder uh because I know for a lot of people they will nod in agreement to something and don't know and try to pretend like they know, like they said that fake it till you make it type of thing that mm-hmm. people do. Um and also uh, at the end when you're talking about that fear yeah a lot of people have that fear and then they get there and they realize it's not as bad as they think it is and it's it's, it's just one of those things where for me and this is one thing that I love about myself but I know it kind of I'm not going to say it irritates people <clears throat> but I have the type of personality where I want people to explain shit to me if I don't know I'm like what's that what does it mean explain because uh I, I guess for me and just being in the workforce and dealing with shit when people throw, particularly in in, in business, uh, in corporate America, when people throw words out and you don't know, they're going to assume you know. And at some period of time, they're going to make the assumption that you completely understand and you don't. And something's going to happen. I've seen it before and it's happened to me. And they're going to look at you like, well, why didn't you ask me why I initially said this? Because I assumed that you knew. And and it can cause problems. So nope. Explain. I, I don't give a fuck how ignorant I look, and how dumb I look, or how stupid I look. And I saw somebody else got the same motherfucking question too, but they had too much pride to, to not to ask. Uh, go ahead. No. I'll, oh. Ahead. But but yeah, and, and and it just made me think because I I will ask. What does what does what does that mean? You know. And 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 also I think a lot of people just have pride, and a lot of people just don't like like to ask for help. They like help. Nah. Fuck that you know uh i know that's something i do i'm somewhere and 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 i know it irritates the fuck out of roger but i'm like god damn it you this is your job you're here i don't know nothing about this place somebody assist me
1: (laughs) yeah um first of all it doesn't irritate the fuck out of me that's you putting words in my brain that i don't have um secondly though um when i read that passage a long time ago uh well a couple years ago whenever this book came out Uh, i thought of you because i thought i said that's karen karen does that like karen is is willing to to ask and not go along like you're willing to be like i don't know that you don't see any shame in not knowing something Mm. and that's something that i try to take on you know to be more inquisitive and then to not try to have the illusion of just knowing everything you know sometimes on the show we talk about stuff and i know our takes aren't like the polished t v takes or you know the shorter podcast they do like a weekly podcast, so every opinion they have is very sharp and pointed and like fine tuned to just a couple of seconds uh, a minute like work sound bite, and this just like this is how I feel, and you know people listen to the show i we meander on sometimes I'm like kinda on both sides of things, like I can see this, and I can see that and that's leaning into what you know to me being authentic because honestly i don't know everything and there's always just this there's always something i try to allow for which is i don't know what the fuck i'm always talking about and so my mind may change later i may feel a certain way really convicted right now and then new information comes along and i'm like damn you know so uh that's one of the things and then the second part of that too was definitely uh something that you know um i i do where it's that uh like you know the first time i hop on a plane i'm just like all right i'm gonna like this is scary to me but i'm gonna like uh you know with my wife you know as well so you got that toxic masculinity be like don't be no bitch <laughs> you know <laughs> ice cold
2: <laughs> you know me i'm like let's go <laughs>
1: yeah so you know there's certain things to me where it's like you know in my whole time in you on a plane i'm doing mental like mental math of like what are the odds of me dying well you know planes go up every day there's only a few crashes a year uh this isn't a 737 you know like (laughs) you know but that's the point though is like um and to be one thing i learned a couple years ago is you know sometimes you have to be uncomfortable to to get to the place where you weren't before Mm -hmm. and that uncomfortableness is rewarding because then you find a you know like he said you're at this this place where you're looking at these mountains and you got up here because you were uncomfortable because you were willing to be scared you're willing to fight through the fear you're willing to to uh to to endure whatever it took to get there and then when you get there you don't love it but you kinda love it, you know, like, like you, like you, you know, it's like, you, you can, it's both things exist where it's like, I can't believe I had to go through this bullshit to do this, but at the same time, I'm kinda glad that I did that. I'm glad that I know I have it in me to do that, that thing, so. I, I, I just you know that's not even what the fucking book's about but it's just such a small thing that i, I just loved about that book
2: yeah, and also i and also i think for me because the type of personality i have i don't like to be ignorant and i don't it's not the fact that i don't know but like this i am humble enough and i don't have enough pride within myself to come out and be like i know everything i, I don't have that type of personality So the things that I do know, I know really, 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 really well. Like I know these things inside and out, and they can't be questioned, and they can't be shaken. Yes, my views on things can change, don't get me wrong, but there are some things that there's a foundation where this is the fact, and these are the truth. And, And this is the truth, and for me, that's why I ask, because I can take the knowledge that I have and grow upon it. You know, because I've been at places where I've been speaking and used words thinking I was using the words in the right context, I was actually using the words in the wrong context. And it took somebody pulling me to the side, but like, hey, that's not what you think it means. I'm like, Oh word, for real? Because that, that's the thing you not knowing can actually make you look dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh and a lot of times people don't so peop so many people have so much pride when it comes to shit and they don't wanna they don't wanna be embarrassed. They don't wanna be quote unquote ashamed. They don't want to 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 show flaws, but nobody knows nobody ha- put it like this nobody has the answer to everything and nobody knows everything but everybody wants to pretend like everybody knows everything but that but but and well, it's that, that's fucking also ridiculous
1: that's also the thing too where uh at least for me you like to talk to a lot of people and shit and yes. i don't so asking that question gives people another opportunity to keep talking to you and keep engaging you and for me sometimes i'll just go along to go along because i want it to be over so yeah i don't know what the fuck this nigga's talking about but if especially if i can glean enough context clues to know that this ain't life or death i'm like all right then peace you know <laughs> oh i went to see the continental divide and i'm just like mm, let me see the party's almost over if i can just <laughs> make it five more minutes i can get the fuck out of here so
2: yeah i think that has a lot to do with our personality but i've always been like that ever since i've uh, was a little kid. I remember me, my aunt Chris, and my, um, cousin Maurice had went to Niagara Falls years ago when I was younger. And I don't, I have, like I, said, I have I had been in Canada in years. And this is, y'all, y'all, this was years ago when you had have to have a passport. You could just have your regular driver's license that so you could cross the border. And I remember when we, all the signs were in French. So we over there, can't, we don't know what none of us, the, and then it's in kilometers. We don't know what the fuck nothing means and went up there and we had a ball and we um uh, they have this thing i don't know if they still have it where at nighttime they turn niagara falls colors and we're on the C- canadian side but if you look across you can see niagara falls new york and they have this thing that goes across the water loops around and comes back and up underneath you is nothing but the waterfalls and all that stuff and i remember uh me and my cousin maurice was like, uh, my aunt was like, y'all gonna do this? I was like, yeah! <laughs> you know? I was like, yes! I've never been across a waterfall. I wanna do this shit. Fuck yes. And she was like, that fear was like, I'm not doing it. She was like, I hope y'all don't die. I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to go back to North Carolina and just tell them that y'all died, cause I'm not getting up there. Mm-hmm. And I was scared and I was nervous, but you know what? It was one of the most prettiest things I've ever seen in my life. It was fucking gorgeous to watch the waterfall come down watch the rapids underneath you to kind of look across the land it was gorgeous and i think that uh you reading that made me think about that particular moment but i've always been a very adventurous person now i'm not adventurous where it's quote-unquote life and death mm-hmm. you know uh i haven't been that adventurous yet but you know if there are some things where i'm like fuck it let's try it the worst mm. it can be is i not like the experience but at least i got to experience it even when the, when the first time i went snorkeling uh when i had went to jamaica i had a ball uh because i remember y'all uh when i was a little kid i don't know if i told the story before, i probably have when i was a little kid we had went to the bahamas me and my, my aunt and my cousin and us we went to the bahamas and they were snorkeling and i just got my hair done and my mama Uh, was she vetoed it she was like nope she was like you just got your hair done you can't go snorkeling and I you know you little kid you don't give a fuck and I was mad and I promised myself then if I ever get the opportunity to go snorkeling again fuck it I was going snorkeling and I got the opportunity to go snorkeling again as an adult and I took every opportunity I could to snorkel and I can't swim in the first but I got my black ass out there with my life jacket on and I snorkeled away and I think a lot of people like, you can't swim. No, but you got out there. Yes. Um, because for me, I missed the opportunity then and I wasn't going to miss the opportunity again. Mm. And because this, the thing is you only live one life and, and also, and something else, uh, I put it like this, I think that some of the way I am now, I can apply, give you credit. As I remember years ago, we used to go to the Chinese buffet, me and your mama and your brother and all that. And I used to get the same thing I ate at the house because my family was like fish, chicken, hot dog, hamburgers. And, you know, if they couldn't pronounce it or they didn't know what it was, they couldn't spell it, they weren't trying to eat it. So I would get the same thing. And you was like, Uh, why are you getting the same thing we can get at the house? You was like, branch out and try some new stuff some new stuff and I started branching out and trying new foods and it kind of just opened up my world to trying these new things and it's not as scary as it appears to be and I don't have to be afraid and guess what, the worst that can happen is that it's nasty, like like the worst that it happens is that I spent some money and I didn't like it you know and i try to get my family i I kind of stop but i try to get my family to kind of break outside of that you know i'll even offer to pay for it and a lot of them be like no don't waste your money and i'm like you don't even want the opportunity to try new things mm. and, and and i think for me that's one thing that i kind of uh, uh love about you and me because we would go out we would try these new restaurants we will we try these new things we will do these new experiences um And if I don't like it, I go fuck it. That's not for me. But if I like it and love it, I go. Oh, this is a whole new genre, whole new thing in life that I didn't know anything about. Cause like yoga, yoga been around forever, but I didn't get into yoga until I was an adult. Now I realize, oh shit, this is the thing, and I like yoga. Same thing with running, you know, and natural hair, you know. uh As as you uh, navigate through life, you begin to evolve and change. You don't, you don't have to stay stuck in a box
1: yeah exactly so i think uh yeah pushing yourself challenging yourself trying new things all that stuff you know there's a fear attached to it but getting over that fear and you know however you get over it you know as long as it's healthy that's dope so um yeah that's that's what that part of the book reminded me of and stuff so i really uh enjoyed that
2: yeah and also and also i i think uh for for me just that growth just meant a lot just that i don't know just that put like this and also too sometimes and we kind of talked about this before you get to the point particularly once you start doing certain things black people have a tendency to think that certain black that black people don't do any certain things and only white people do it but i've grown to learn it black people do everything
1: and so sometimes i would get i mean we know that because every time we say there's some shit that's white people shit some nigga has to email us to let us know they do it too, even though we just joking. Like, well, yeah, just if I'm joking. like, oh, well, black people don't fight bears, there's always some motherfucker like, well, I'm in Germany and I'm a fucking professional bear fighter and I've been listening to your show and I've never been so offended in my life. Like, okay, I'm sorry. I fight
2: all the bears.
1: Black people don't just kill their babies. Uh, I kill my babies. <laughs> like, damn, shouldn't be proud of that. What are you? Why are you writing in? no black people do everything i mean that's, that's obvious but you can
2: get on your own mind and you can limit yourself to new opportunities because you get in your mind that's not something that black people do and i think that sometimes we get in our own heads about things when in reality it don't matter if i'm the only brown dot there if i want to
1: be there i got the right to be there yeah people say black people like don't um support trump and don't have mega hats they do Karen take Karen's advice, okay? You're not no. alone. Get out you just cause you black don't no. mean you can't do whatever you want to do. No. So if you wanna no. be a MAGA boy.
2: I did not approve that message.
1: MAGA mm. <laughs> Ain't got no, no color. color. Yeah. Cause white is the absence of all color. Um <laughs> Alright. Let's get it to the news. Oh, shout out to Veterans Day, which we missed shouting out yesterday to all my Ooh. veterans that served in the army and of course everyone who's beat all the call of duties halos or um you know mass effects um it's also, this day is also a big day in history cause it is the day in 1864 november 12th that union union general william tecumseh sherman orders the business district of atlanta georgia destroyed before he embarks on his famous march to the sea mm. What? What a great day in history. One of my favorites. One of my absolute favorite days in American history. The day William Tecumseh Sherman said, you know what, crackers? We are tired of the bullshit. It's time to go ahead and call it a wrap. When Sherman captured Atlanta in early September 1864, he knew that he could not remain there for long. His tenuous supply line ran from Nashville, Tennessee, through Chattanooga, Tennessee, then 100 miles through the mountainous northern Georgia. The army he had just defeated, the Army of Tennessee, was still in the area, and its leader, John Bell Hood, swung around Atlanta to try to damage Sherman's lifeline. Of even greater concern was the Confederate cavalry of General Nathan Bedford Forrest, Forrest, Bedford Forrest, a brilliant commander, and racist, who could strike quickly against the railroads and river transports on which Sherman relied. During the fall, Sherman conceived of a plan to split his enormous army. He sent part of it, commanded by General George Thomas, back toward Nashville to deal with Hood, while he prepared to take the rest of the troops across Georgia through october sherman built up a massive cache 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 of of supplies in atlanta he then ordered a systematic destruction of the city to prevent the confederates from recovering anything once the yankees had abandoned it yes y'all that's when they changed tactics Cause see back in the day they used to switch these cities back and forth they be like because you know it's like respect these white folks like yeah we we killing y'all we fighting y'all but you still our brothers in whiteness so we not trying to destroy everything this is a nation we are fighting our own brothers and sisters we are fighting our own comrades we're fighting our own citizens and that was one of the reasons it took so long for this fucking war to be won because they didn't treat them like they treated all the other hostiles that they had fought all the other people they had genocided and enslaved and shit they Native were, americans right they was trying to afford them white citizenry you know that's why when people call it a civil war i say i don't think i i don't like the term civil war and they like well right A civil war is between two factions of citizens in the same in the same like place fighting each other, and I'm like, I'm not a dumbass. One of these motherfuckers renounced their citizenship and wanted to succeed from the country. So to me, from that moment on, it's not a civil war anymore. You trying to leave, right? It's not you saying no. We want this our country too. You saying we're going to take our slave on the states and have our own country? Fuck you guys. And you know what? Fuck you back, buddy fuck you back very much <laughs> and my man Sherman got tired of the bullshit right. and was like you know what dog you won't be coming back to your farms why cause I'm burning the shit down alright you don't have to worry about your kid pigs and your and your cows cause we eating them motherfuckers now we got rations fuck you and fuck your shit it's over oh a great day in history <laughs> Uh by one estimate nearly 40% of the city was ruined sherman would apply i was fucking it up he would apply the same policy of destruction to the rest of georgia as he marched to savannah before come on fuck it up hey fuck it up (laughs) before leaving in november 5th on november 15th sherman's forces had burned the industrial district of atlanta and left little but a smoking shell Mm -hmm. music to my motherfucking ears they got i think they called it the burning of atlanta or something like that Ah. Fire! Let that shit burn. Mm -mm -mm. (sighs) They don't talk about that one on uh, Veterans Day, do they? No, they don't. (laughs) My favorite. It's 500 degrees, okay? Oh man, someone said hot lander. Indeed. (laughs) Indeed. Oh man, if you guys never watched Ken Burns Civil War documentary series, it's fucking worth it because it was like the the series almost longest the war you like damn man y'all ain't tired of fighting yet and then, <laughs> and then that's when uh uh sherman and uh ulysses s grant was like you know what dog let's just start treating these motherfuckers like you know the enemy
2: <laughs> just fuck them up because we tired of this shit and we want to go home to our families
1: oh so good uh another news what is happening guys Oh, it's
2: happy disney plus day
1: It is Happy Disney Plus Day. Um, it went it went up and then it went down (laughs) in my in my neck of the woods, y'all. So I didn't really get to celebrate. I didn't catch
2: that, by the time I got to watch it, I was good.
1: Yeah, it came back on. I mean, it's good now, but I haven't watched much on there. But yeah, I appreciate uh Disney Plus coming through, crushing the builders. I went and added all the series that I know I'm gonna be watching. All the old shit that I don't, I didn't get to watch because I didn't have a Disney Channel as a kid.
2: Ah, okay
1: like and uh some of that stuff uh also was stuff that you know back in the day we didn't have dvrs all right your parent, i don't know what kind of parents y'all had, but my parents wouldn't allow me to vcr uh, fucking all VHS the Ducktales. yeah so like there's a whole ass episodes of Darkwing duck i'm sure i didn't miss <laughs> uh all I, mean, right. I didn't see dark uh there's a uh, gargoyles is on there oh i seen that in forever obviously the mandalorian which i haven't even started yet i'm just like i really i like when i oh, start that that's it's gonna over. be flames uh and i hear they like the first three episodes are on there then they're gonna do it week by week uh so I, i'm gonna get into that all that stuff but uh, uh i wouldn't put disney plus on everything this morning i woke up and was like on my phone on the xbox on the other xbox on the roku yeah, on even, my tablet he
2: even created me an account i was like see that's why i keep it around
1: Mm-hmm. You he him. was like
2: you ain't fucking up my algorithms
1: gotta guess it right uh all right let's get into the news guys see what else is happening today um the national Enquirer publisher planned to funnel a million dollars to aura kelly through a shell company uh president donald trump was clearly fixated on the and picture <laughs> trump started this one on twitter wait what what is happening with this the has nothing to do with trump okay i'm gonna say how did trump get in this why does the body of the article say trump and the title say R. Kelly. What the fuck? Is that just how it saved in pocket? Cause that is not what the article said when I clicked on it earlier. Huh. Alright, well let's just let this alone in the background. But uh okay, now let's see. On Monday, the Daily Beast reported that American media Inc. the publisher of the National Enquirer proposed a, a covert scheme to pay jail R&B singer R. Kelly $1 million to a shell company in return for his participation in the televised documentary series that AMI executive Dylan Howard wanted to produce and pitch to a network wow scummy leaked audio recordings reveal Howard proposed that secret licensing agreements through his shell company could conceal the payment so that AMI could market the series as independent from kelly and avoid any potential public relations fallout from paying him first of all you're gonna air it on your channel if he's involved it's gonna be definitely biased to his side because why else the fuck would he do it like what kind of shit is that
2: yeah we know he don't do no interviews (laughs) that make him look bad well gail king
1: i mean shout out shout out to her she
2: was the first one to challenge him and he's like never i mean agreed. he's
1: no, well in all fairness he looked bad with uh with several people <laughs> like, I mean, yes he's given I mean, several I'm, bad interviews he does interviews that makes him look bad all the time
2: yes but the thing is if it's something that makes him look good his attitude is gonna be different
1: yeah i guess i don't know i just feel like um i just feel like if you're willing to pay him a million dollars so you can capitalize off of having him involved in your documentary my guess is you're gonna be somewhat favorable to him or allow him to be favorable to himself because i mean what more could could what pot what other possible angle is out there and i know he had been touting for a while that he was gonna have a documentary and it was gonna get his side out there so i wonder if this is that documentary
0: probably was
1: which I mean, what the fuck would that documentary be? I didn't do it. It's gonna be the shortest documentary ever. Ever. Mm. Wasn't me. I didn't do it. No. Nope. It wasn't me. All right. Kelly is currently awaiting trial for allegedly raping underage girls, rumors of which follow him for years, even before his arrest this summer. AMI has faced a massive political scandal following reports of a role in catch and kill schemes to prevent damning information about President Donald Trump from emerging in the 2016 election including the payoff to playboy playmate Karen McDougal with whom Trump had an affair why is the why is the National Enquirer so invested in Trump and R. Kelly and all this shit like what is the angle
2: there oh because you know ever since we've been fucking little kids that's been their thing Mm -hmm. the national Enquirer, they
1: were what okay I think no 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 what I'm saying is what is their angle in silencing it because national Enquirer is a trash mag right right so why would they want information to not come out about Donald Trump Uh, you see what I'm saying that's the opposite of what they do he
2: got something on somebody somewhere on the executive board they was like fuck it Mm mm-mm
1: that, that like he wild. knows
2: somebody russia got something on somebody somebody got something on somebody
1: uh Issa ray on why shutting the fuck up can be so valuable in business talk is cheap and Issa ray wants you to know that in business sometimes shutting the fuck up is the best strategy
2: it is sometimes you best
1: to say nothing as an artist i'm unapologetically sensitive about my shit and while this is common for women like me i'm all, it's also prohibitive to an effective creative process constructive criticism can be healthy as long as you're quiet enough to hear it and isa ray recently spoke about this in detail at the patreon assembly event um earlier this month a 34 year old actress announced the her, the role of her new record label radio uh r-a-e-d-i-o mm, she's so clever it also premiered the trailer for her new romantic comedy co-star lakeith stanfield oh i saw that trailer it looks like it's gonna be everything
2: Okay, i didn't see
1: it move over love jones it's gonna be something new for these niggas to hate <laughs> bye bye love and basketball let's be honest guys if black people are watching it online they're gonna end up hating it okay so i don't know how because it looked great to me and i'm gonna watch it but i know you negroes will find it problematic Proving that, yeah. <laughs> proving that there's no all that
2: chocolate skin loving on each other.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Proving that there's no industry that this creative is afraid to delve into. But according to Issa, the key to her multi hyphenate hustle has been keeping her circle tight as fuck. One of the things I'm definitely afraid of is being surrounded by yes people. The more successful you are, the more that happens actively and constantly. Hmm. i can imagine to isa although constructive criticism may be hard to hear growth requires you to learn how to be more receptive to the thoughts of others the loudest person in the room is rarely the smartest and isa says that this is especially true when it comes to collaborations in business there's nothing worse than working in a toxic work environment especially when you're the one that's making it toxic and sometimes the smartest thing you can say is absolutely nothing she explained i had to fight that even if there's a visceral reaction i had to let them get it all out maybe there's a piece that can work its way into a scene shutting the fuck up has proven so valuable at collaborating with others um i'm impulsive i also have tunnel vision i get so wrapped up that sometimes i forget you have your own goals you have your own vision that you're hoping to achieve uh thanks to their newfound perspective isa says that she's been able to change her attitude and at work for the better along with allowing a safe space for feedback both negative and positive positive. Issa says that she also makes sure to give everyone space to do what they do best i tend to let the creators and the professionals in the depart, these departments go play and they will pull back as necessary uh take another well that's the other thing too when you're a quote-unquote boss which i mean not even quote-unquote she is a boss so when you're a boss of people you actually have to be like all right i'm trusting you i hired you to be this creative person i'm trusting you to over to helm your projects to to hone your voice and then my job is to either manage that uh help you assist you in getting even more stronger and better right at putting you on a platform where you can do even more so Mm -hmm. i can see why you know you're gonna have to deal with these people's opinions good and bad of you and of the work you're doing and the work you're supporting and your help your role in their career so yeah i definitely understand that um taking other people's opinions with a grain of salt is a superpower one that Issa says she still learned to master this day i listen a lot i check in but as ongoing an ongoing presence i feel pretty overwhelmed by that i try to create an environment where people feel comfortable complaining and they do a lot ha mm-hmm. don't they
2: yeah because that's the thing a lot of the thing about people that are complaining because
1: that's the thing i get frustrated i
2: get irritated and you know me i talk about it y'all and then i'm good i can like move on let that shit roll off my back like water but people that complain a lot they complain and complain and complain but don't really want to do shit they don't really want to be in charge they don't really want to have no responsibility because people that complain they'll complain no matter what happens they'll complain if you make a left they'll complain if you make a right they'll mm-hmm. complain if you go up they'll complain if you go down like some niggas just like complaining and for me personally i don't vibe with those people and i am quick to just dismiss you because like, oh oh you just complain about ever no i can't take you seriously
1: yeah complaining is their shit you know complaining is they jam they get a high off of it yeah and then also like being critical is the role of critics and stuff like that you know being critical examining things on a critical level and sometimes that means you're gonna have to interrogate things that people find joy in and they're you're gonna have to you know break these things apart and i think that there's a role for that but i also it think is. it is uh it's hard to find balance when we're rewarded for tearing things apart too like, and i think people don't like to examine both sides of that where yes there is a role to be critical there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. with being critical that's part of the of yeah. the job of a critic that's part of people's minds and there's and,
2: a time and a place for it
1: but then there's also this thing where you're just tearing something apart because you have an agenda of your own you don't mm-hmm. like a certain person right. you don't like a certain celebrity you uh you know and there's also that part of it that you know where you're getting the tweets you're getting the hashtags you're getting you know it's and i find it happens so often these days where people take someone out of context and then you see the discussion shift online to don't say anything that will add nuance or gray or levity to this conversation we only want the 100 you know we only want the furthest fullest extreme point of view and i think that's bad
2: yeah and anything else yada 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 like i said there's nothing wrong with criticism you know because i can criticize things too but it, it has like i said it has to be a balance and it's a time and a place for it and the, the thing that irritates a lot of people the most about people that are quote unquote not every because everybody's they just complainers and Yeah, they're, they're critical right they're just critical people they're not actually critics and the thing is a lot of times you don't ever hear from them people until somebody does something and a happy event happened or they see people happy and then they come and that's And that's when I personally have a problem with it. Cause if you are a critic all the time, cool, you plan all the time. Okay. But for some people, they only come out only to just shit on whatever it is you're doing because they have to be critical about anything.
1: Right. I think also, um, it's like an industry now of taking people out of context and, Take it, having the hottest take or taking a little bit of what they said and running with it mm-hmm. because, you know, there's less to be, there's less attention gained from putting a lot of stuff in context. Cause to be fair, when you have, add context to a lot of these discussions, it's not as, uh, inflammatory mm-hmm. as it seems, you know, that, but if you just give someone a headline, a blurb, a clip, you know, like we talked about with the Obamas last week, mm-hmm. like, it's just easier to be like this yep. is trash this is the word and people do pile on they don't read past the headline mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't they don't go they don't listen to a soundbite yeah they're not gonna check out the whole podcast they're gonna just be like i can be mad and that's it because they need to be mad about shit Correct. um but as an artist there is like and i think what she said honestly is my solution to a lot of stuff it's not i want to have feedback from a bunch of strangers on the internet it's not I just make sure the people i surround myself with aren't just yes people i have a very small tight circle of people who i trust to be like hey this is what's up and honestly when i have i've added people slowly to my circle but in general when there's people that have like forced their way into the circles one of the ways they do that is by being a yes man yes person yes you're greatest you did this you did that and i never trust those fucking people because i'm like what happens a day when i'm not the greatest what happens today when you don't agree? When are you going to, are you going to be able to coexist? Are you going to be able to, 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 to speak to me in the same level of respect that I speak to you? Are you like, what's going to happen with that? So I just keep people around me that I trust that I know if, if it's like that, if it's egregious, if it's something that they really, you know, they'll hit me up. You know, I, I talk to my conversations are very, um, in depth with my friends like we don't talk about service level shit because i i do want to know how folks feel about things but i'm not but my goal is not to uh like this thing people do online where they're like you know drag me show me tell me and i'm like you you just like self-cutting yep like do you just like abuse like nah fucking talk to me the same way i would respectfully to you you know if i'm off if i don't know my shit help me and i'll help you vice versa because i because when somebody doesn't know their shit that's not my first impulse is to jump on them and go find them and harass them so same i'm not courting that environment uh speaking of which out of context um people was going in on bill gates because um he was giving a speech at what was this fucking thing at um uh i forget where he was at uh uh oh he's talking to andrew ross sorkin at the new york times deal book conference last wednesday he claimed he had paid more than 10 billion dollars in taxes and that double the amount would have been fine as well but you know when you say i should pay 100 billion okay then i'm starting to do a little math about what i have left over sorry i'm just kidding so you know so you really want the incentive system to be there and you can go a long ways without threatening that um now of course people on twitter took the clip and it took out the part where he said he was just kidding. Mm. <sighs> so there was a lot of people railing against Bill Gates who is probably up there with Warren Buffett as the most um philanthropic um of the the super re- re- wealthy rich motherfuckers. Um now that may not be enough for some people. I you know, I think there's also this idea of like you know what is enough money for somebody and there's you know the 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 idea now is like all people that are rich are evil and people uh is, and and then you know they cut it off <laughs> i saw someone tweet this the other day i don't I, I don't remember their name but they said something like listen i don't think there's no such thing as a good billionaire and a good and i'm and and not even really we're pushing it even if we say a good millionaire but they were kind of more relaxed on the millionaire and i was looking at their bio and i forget what they did they were like some sort of creative and i said yeah because you can see yourself being a millionaire so you want to allow some room for (laughs) like okay there's a certain amount of money where i'm gonna be cool with it (laughs) but like once you get a billion nigga you evil it don't matter who you are what you do with your money how you help people fuck you um so it was just kind of funny to see that um and then it's always funny, too, when people say, well, they just do charity for the tax shelter. And maybe, one, I think people don't realize how many tax shelters there are for these super wealthy motherfuckers. Uh, a chari- they don't need to do charity to, to, to protect their money. They can just put their money outside of the United States. They can just put their money inside of corporations that get taxed Nothing like there's a bunch of ways to avoid taxes that don't involve charity Mm -hmm. at all get you some good accountants yeah i hate to tell people this but i mean i don't hate to tell people but there's a chance that some of these motherfuckers are billionaires and they actually do want to help people with their money i know it's crazy to me too right like there's a chance and i think we have to demonize people like this because one we'll never get to be them um and then there's some envy and some jealousy there too yes sir and then obviously like there's some of these motherfuckers that really are uh, and have done reprehensible shit to get their money so it's just easier to lump them all together and be like they're all pieces of shit and they don't give a fuck blah 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 you know um but the other thing he was asked specifically about elizabeth warren and people wanted him to like endorse her and he was like i don't even endorse any candidates he never has not and he, anyway. he says something to the effect of you know whoever's the most professional is the person i'm gonna vote for for president blah, blah blah and you know what he's saying is not trump the other thing is it's elizabeth warren is still running she might not win then right. what then what you know what i mean like he has to be on some level like look i'm supporting the you know my politics y'all i'm supporting the person that comes out of the primary with my politics essentially um but i think because warren has been you know had these billionaires on tv crying and shit they wanted to see if bill gates would do it too um the other thing the other thing i didn't see people bring up bill gates being so philanthropic same with warren buffett there's a chance he has a vision for his money that other people don't have and his vision might not be just giving it to his grandkids he may have a whole fucking plan on how he's gonna like use his money to help not just america because we talk about taxes and we think americans and there's something kind of uh weirdly elitist about that too that we think billionaires from america should give their money to other fellow americans um because a lot of these billionaires see the world differently
2: because they've
1: been around the world and shit and they've seen people in poverty worse than america even and they go i want to help here i want to go to africa and give people shit like water that sometimes people take for granted you know and they no, were, i don't want you to
2: walk you know 45 miles
1: to school or whatever right right, here, right right like i'm giving money like i am giving some money to flint michigan but i also have seen places you won't believe even worse than flint michigan that right. aren't in america you know it's like people got mad at oprah for get, starting a school in africa it's like well oprah's also done shit for people in america for school too don't like why are we turning this into an either or situation? What kind of eighty or shit is this um so yeah, I just found that to be interesting um that people were saying that um and obviously, uh, I haven't heard Elizabeth Warren say anything about you know taking uh this uh so- this crazy amount of taxes from billionaires. I've heard her talk about like a two percent three percent tax on every dollar over 50 million or something like that so it's not even some absorbing amount that's gonna like destroy um all of these motherfuckers lives or some shit
2: and and the thing is and (laughs) maybe this is the perspective i i look at it uh even you know your quote-unquote average american don't want their taxes raised so why the right. fuck do you think these people want their taxes raised
1: because a lot of a lot of a lot of people are going don't raise mine. raise theirs. well that's the thing though bill gates does want his taxes raised. I'm, i mean warren buffett does want his taxes raised so the ones that that they're asking like that's why i said it's kind of a false thing to be mad about right. because bill gates and warren buffett are well within the like like what elizabeth warren wants to do is well within what they're willing to do they're willing to do even more than that even so they're just like yeah like that tax plan is not scary to me but people but people had they do this thing where and this is the thing i saw going around a lot people saying why are y'all defending billionaires you're trying to they're gonna they're not gonna be your friend because you defend them online and i thought to myself okay but is someone saying the context of what y'all said he he said is wrong defending him because i think saying he didn't say that he said he was just joking is not a defense it's telling you a fact of what happened and but, but it ain't about facts right and that agenda yeah. is stronger yeah. than the facts
2: and, and, yeah and, and i've come to the conclusion when it comes to a lot of these bait, debates it's not about facts uh when it comes because of the uh, we live in america i don't give a fuck how much money you make make all the money you can make is how the system is uh designed is it fair is it right is it just that's a whole nother story but make because guess what the average american is complaining about these billionaires and millionaires guess what they trying to make all the money that they can make too so you know and who am i to tell you what's too much you know, cause people go, that's too much. Who are you to tell them that's too much? Who are you to put a cap on that? Because however much you make, somebody might feel like that's too much for you, but you don't feel like that though. Well,
1: that's, I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't even know where people line up with that's too much. Cause like, it's funny, right? Because everybody talks about paying college kids because the college kids don't make enough money. They don't get paid anything. They get a scholarship. Fuck you. That's crazy. Pay these kids. You make billions of dollars off of this industry and these kids don't get shit. And I'm like, yes, I agree but i know y'all are gonna hop off the fucking i agree boat when one of these kids gets rich right like y'all cool with it until one of these kids actually gets rich from the labor they do then it's gonna be like cool your jets and i'm not talking about republicans i'm talking mm-hmm. about regular ass liberal people correct that claim to want to see like there's a there's a level there's levels to this shit mm-hmm. you know we also play favorites with who we like right you know there's no these rich people are all evil blah 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 except for cabinet except for rihanna except for beyonce like we like it's just it's this kind of thing where people's people's morality and shit is just about who they fucking like but yeah the bill gates thing i just thought was funny because of how people tried to shut down anyone who said but that's not what he said with oh you just love capitalism oh so you just so you defend billionaires he's not gonna be your friend it's like i'm saying you misquoted him and now when you start attacking me like that i go oh it was on purpose
2: of course of course it was on purpose that do that and be like buy my book but we in a capitalist you know but 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 you just said though but 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 yeah
1: i I mean like i said i ain't some of them will trip off of that one to two percent and right fuck them
2: right you know what i
1: mean like it's not like i'm defending these assholes like i but i know that a person like bill gates or uh warren buffett is not tripping
2: right and it's one of those things but we all are trapped in 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 this system so the system is doing what the system is designed to do
1: yeah these niggas ain't no minorities or no some group of people that just Mm -hmm. are like underrepresented we need to help them like it's not even that it's just hey if you can't attack a person on the fucking thing they actually said and did then then chill it's okay you'll catch them another day shit happens all the time yes sir um let's see what else happened uh experts worry active shooter drills in schools could be traumatic for students no shit i've been saying this for fucking ever we're gonna have a generation of kids just like we had a generation of motherfuckers raised under the red scare and hiding under their desk from nuclear bombs Mm -hmm. as if the desk wouldn't melt into your ass if a nuke hit come on um we and then what did we we ended up with a lot of paranoia we ended up with a generation that you know um uh, was scared of communism and socialism or considered words of death to them um you know unquestionable patriotism and nationalism like i wonder what these kids are gonna grow up with this weird ptsd of this shit last year 57 percent of teens told researchers they worry about a shooting happening at their school 57% a slightly higher percentage of parents of teenagers 63% fear shooting at their at their kids school well many experts and parents are asking if the drills so complete with simulated gunfire are doing more harm than good despite high profile media coverage school shootings with multiple victims are still rare the overall number of students killed in the shootings at schools is down from the early 1990s to about 0.15 per million in 2014-2015 according to research at Northwestern University or oh, Northeastern University uh, one Harvard instructor estimated the likelihood of a public school student being killed by a gun in school is about 1 in 614 million melissa reeves a professor at winthrop university and former president of the national association of school psychologists uh talked to npr's lulu garcia navarro about the changes in how school shooting drills are carried out and her concerns about how drills can impact the psychological development of young children Mm -hmm. um yeah and then they go through the whole interview but yeah man it's just i'm telling you this shit is gonna fuck these kids up yeah. and the fact that our country doesn't care right because it's that not enough people care not the right people care
2: yeah as a whole no the country does not care as a whole uh, you know there are people in the country that do care but the people that are in the power to care don't care mm-hmm. the people that can actually do something vote change laws like those are the people that that and even with in that mixture there are people that care but not
1: enough not enough not enough is when they didn't do it for sandy hook when obama and yeah every democrat pushed it and republicans still said no i said this this the country and at that point i said the country doesn't care because enough time Mm -mm. has passed in sandy hook and these motherfuckers didn't keep that same energy and vote them out right we went right back to our same privileged points of view that it doesn't really matter both sides of the same coin voting isn't a big deal if you don't feel like it don't worry about it we don't care we don't care about a right. lot of issues people claim to care about because at the end of the day people don't have that rigid mentality they don't fight when it comes down to when it comes down to, to, to the fight they start pontificating and talking about how fighting is wrong look man a person coming to beat your ass You can't just sit there and be like, well, is it, is violence okay? In that moment, yes. You know what I mean? Punching them back is okay in that moment. And I think that's one of the things that liberals, progressives, and all these people, I can't really fuck with them because of that shit. Like, they, they, they get to the brink and then they go, they look down at the pre, at the precipice and they go, I'm scared. And they walk back from the fucking edge. It's like, no, we either all jump off the fucking edge together, or we all just have to sit here and be lambs to the slaughter. So let's fucking go. Like that, the the fact that there were people that, <laughs> that, that were Republicans and retained office after Sandy Hooks and said that I would, I'm not stopping any gun legislation. I'm not passing anything like that. The fact that those people all like maintain their offices and shit is disgusting.
2: Yes. And it's disappointing. And, and I know that this might sound quote unquote cruel, but uh, you know when uh massive school shootings happen, I tap off a line. I I, I get off line mm. when I hear it happening because, truth be told, wait, why is that cruel? It's not. It's not cruel. How can I say it's not cruel? I'm to the point to where I know that everybody crying does not care, right? Because if you cared, you would vote a certain way and get these niggas off office. If you cared, this shit would be banned. I just because I don't want to be the person to be like. Y'all don't care because this is something that's almost like, quote, unquote, apple pie. It happens. Everybody cries. West wishes. We're praying for you. And then it's control, alt, delete. And it's a fucking reset.
1: Right. You don't care. Right. The last kids, not the last kids, but in the last couple of years, you had those kids that basically became like activists after they got, their school got shot up. And it didn't matter. And you know, one one of the main reasons it didn't matter? Because the person they had to go talk to was Donald Trump. So he don't give a fuck um summer walker says she won't be able to carry on with her tour because of social anxiety um yeah um hopefully like i said man hopefully that uh hopefully she gets uh help and and treatment or whatever or finds a lane where she's gonna be more comfortable because the the way people feel about you when you do stuff like this is completely opposite Of how they claim to be online right like you see people talk about empathy and we need to talk about mental health and within the black community and self-care and taking a me Mm -hmm. day and all that type of shit until you like i can't live up to my obligations because my mental health issues are acute enough that i can't just i can't just go through it y'all and they will eat you up until you die and they won't give a fuck they'll 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 be at your funeral crime but they'll be like this motherfucker was delicious okay like they was fucking scrumptious yeah like that's the way people are it's tragic after you're dead that's when it's tragic but when you take the interventions in your life to be like i don't want to die i don't want to like burn myself all the way out Mm -mm. for for this fame for this for this for this money and you
2: start shedding people and breaking off and and taking care of yourself you become the motherfucking problem because all of a sudden they can't snack on you no more
1: yeah you know like that's the that's the relationship that's why i never get too comfortable with the idea of having fans of our show even though i you know our fans are dope but Mm -hmm, i can never get too comfortable because we literally could be a Hey, one of us had a mental health crisis, and we need to take some time off from the show. From fuck y'all niggas for some people, you know, right? Oh, yeah, what you mean you can't do blah blah blah? You know that this is what the job is. Like people don't mm-hmm. have all that sympathy and empathy no, they what that you, they claim to have. What y'all mean y'all taking
2: a break off because y'all y'all needed uh, marital problems? Y'all got to go fix right. some shit. Nope. Something
1: like yeah, oh, I got a health crisis. of uh, when the show coming out? You know, like. You have to be careful because it's not a reciprocal relationship, really. Mm-hmm. It's I create a product, you give me money, but it's not an actual emotional relationship. Of you know, I'm having I'm having these issues, and then people go, I, "Okay, well, you know what? We appreciate you come back when you want to." A lot of people will be that way, but a lot of people won't. Right. And you just hope that you're in a place where you can concentrate on the positiveness and come, focus on yourself, man, and go take care of yourself first and foremost, because the people gonna always be at, ain't shit.
2: Yes, they <laughs> for real that's a fact
1: um yeah though most of her fans attributed her performances to her mental health issues including the singer's anxiety others weren't amused as the controversy continued over the performances fans directed attention to the meet and greets which were reportedly limited to a simple greeting with no additional physical contact while some defended her desire for personal space others called for the cancellation of her meet and greets so i can't hug you touch you or whatever because they don't like i said even what i saw woke people quote unquote complain about this and i'm like because you're not woke like you're not like because you're not real you're cool with this shit in concept correct. but now it's inconvenient watching it oh what you want the right to your body and you don't want to touch people well then don't even meet me if i can't hug you if i can't like well what the fuck like you sound like the harassers what's wrong with you right but in response she thanked her fans for taking the time to meet her and that anything more than a personal conversation would literally kill her because she's an empath i just want to say to all the fans who purchased meat and grease i really appreciate y'all taking the extra time to meet me and share your stories i tell everyone individually thank you i spread love we laugh i give genuine compliments now for those who are upset because i don't give hugs i don't know what to tell you i'm an empath and that transference of energy from that many people each day would literally kill me yeah like that even that uh you gotta hug me shit is funny because people talk about women having a right to their bodies mm-hmm. until she said this and then people was like bitch you can't even hug nobody i was like whoa whoa
2: right what about the the, the right to ownership of your body you take
1: sink baths anyway you nasty bitch ah i'm like yeah. weren't you just mad you couldn't pay an extra hundred dollars to meet her
2: right and, and get a hug and on top of that some people don't like to be hugged like it's okay it's all right
1: right um and of course people was talking shit about it on twitter
2: oh yeah because it's just something to talk about yeah social part of social media
1: the people defending summer walker and those these shifty ass meet and greets are trash entitlement is not a factor when there's money involved yes it is if you are not that type of artist that want fan interaction then do not sell meet and greet packages for your tours duh she said she just doesn't want to hug you you she just she said say you if you want to tell them. me your story you want to tell me how much you love me blah blah blah. you want to talk that's about that's that
2: ownership that pe- people feel like they give you a fucking 50 cent and
1: you got the fucking gigaboo for them that's definitely entitlement right like and it, and honestly if you are like i'll only do a meet and greet girl i can hug you how about you don't buy the fucking meet and greet right what the fuck you are entitled uh, but yeah, she announced she will be canceling her tour in a recent deleted Instagram story. She said, I just want to say I really, really, really appreciate the people who genuinely care and love for me, love me for me, who accept my personality, who really enjoy my craft, who play the fuck out of my music, who show up to the show, who show up to the meet and greets. I love and appreciate y'all, but unfortunately I'm not going to be able to carry on this tour because it doesn't really coexist well with my social anxiety, my personality. I don't really think introverts are really great performers although she deleted the post fans have reacted while some saw it coming others are upset about the abrupt disruption
2: and and what's so funny though i feel like a lot of the interaction around her is people that don't listen to music never heard of it. it's just some shit to talk about
1: what that's that's definitely true that's definitely and a true.
2: lot of times that makes it that kind of makes the situation bigger than it probably would be if her fans All were right. just talking
1: and like we have some dope fans because i've there's been plenty of them that you know they hear i'm an introvert and they're like oh my god I I, don't worry I won't I won't like try to hug you or whatever and I'm like I'm not socially awkward like you can hug me I'm not you know I'm not that type of person but I just just appreciate them I just appreciate them caring
2: right because
1: a lot of people wouldn't even ask or give a fuck they just do what they want to do and then they get mad that you didn't read their mind and do everything the way they want to do correct Herb Gotti says he pulled a gun on his daughter's boyfriend during sex talk
2: who is the Herb Gotti Uh,
1: apparently he's uh best friends with Uh T.I uh he was on tmz live monday and revealed how his birds and bees chat went with his daughter angie and more importantly her boyfriend he says it was all in good fun but okay uh he says he was simply reminding the young man about the importance of always being respectful when he decided to emphasize the point about pulling out a gun hilarious uh erv said the guy's been nothing but respectful towards angie during their eight years together he also has a great relationship with erv do you right he uh told us he fully respects T.I.'s right to parent how he chooses but also said going to gynecologist appointments with his daughter is not what he would do actually you gotta see him describe honest sex time. anyway um by the way Angie and her boyfriend are featured on the dad's new Wee tv show growing up hip hop New York okay alright well good luck good luck everybody
2: beautiful gowns
1: beautiful yeah, gowns just at least he in her life you know how you know the bar is very low.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Pulling a gun, like, uh, mm-hmm. that's, all those dudes, all those dudes that do that with the prom photos and shit, it's all about you more than your daughter.
2: Right. You're really
1: saying don't disrespect me at, via my daughter. Cause ownership, I own yeah. her. Yeah. Uh, Tyler the creator says he's embarrassed by his fans after their Drake got booed at Camp Flog all festival. Tyler the creator is, uh, uh you know a rapper mm-hmm. um, now i know who Tali is okay cool i, I didn't know if i need to explain that um,
2: oh no his last album was flames
1: yep he was part of lord of squad too yes lord of squad i missed that show so uh on sunday drizzy made an, a surprise appearance at the festival and before ending his set he addressed the crowd saying you know i'm gonna tell y'all tell you like i said i'm here for you tonight if you want me to keep going he said um because he was they was booing him uh before being met by audible booze as well as some audience members shouting out no telling him to go home oh what is that like i don't know it was just i don't changed. even fuck with drake like that and if he was giving a fucking performance i didn't expect during a show i'd be like yeah keep going niggas It'd be a present supplies yeah like i'm getting free drake this wasn't Come on the on. ticket The rapper reportedly ended his performance 20 minutes early. It's been love. I love y'all. I go by the name of Drake. Thank you for having me. Drake said before leaving the stage, Drake is respectfully one of the biggest artists in the music industry, which is why many were confused by the booze and rejection. Turns out the crowd was anticipating Frank Ocean to perform next. Oh, and it was like, you ain't Frank Ocean? We want Frank, people chanting. Fans that kept flying now were expecting that Frank Ocean was going to be the surprise guest headliner. They got Drake instead. Safe to say they'd rather have Frank Ocean wow fans reaction to drake made it to the internet where many expressed their objection to the rapper's treatment yo drizzy motherfucking drake got just just performed at camp flog now but the crowd wanted frank and booed him off stage y'all a different breed for real wrote one twitter user tyler addressed the incident saying he was embarrassed i thought bringing one of the biggest artists on the fucking planet to a, a music festival was fire but flip side a little tone deaf knowing the specific crowd that drew some created a narrative in their head and acted out like assholes when it didn't come true and i don't fuck with that this nigga did feel no ways song is beautiful also mostly everyone was having a great time those shits in the front area were the ones being mad rude which is i can see why but nah fuck that y'all represented me and flog to my guests and made us look so entitled and trash that shit was like my mentality and cancel culture in real life and i think that shit is fucking trash he continued thank you aubrey he really did that for me and i appreciate it because he did not have to come at all see our worlds come together was so great in theory again thank you drake i'm fucking pissed hotline bling was next that's my fucking shit
2: honey i'd have been back to bed i'd body him
1: yeah the thing uh i saw someone say was they quoted tyler the crater because he said that uh that that shit was like mom and now mentality and cancel culture in real life and i think that shit is fucking trash and someone's like if cancel culture was real you would have been canceled a long time ago i was like that's actually to his point he's saying he don't like it <laughs> not that he not i love cancel culture and then i'm a hypocrite because i've been saying shit to get canceled he's saying he doesn't like that shit <laughs> i was like only on twitter but uh yeah no else don't change twitter,
2: yeah don't never change. change
1: never change uh but yeah it was just funny man because um to me i'm like tyler had been a troll for so long and he kind of cultivated a fan base like that mm-hmm. like if you know i don't find that to be too far-fetched that his fans would would act like assholes because you know for a long time at least he was that asshole then you get older you change you evolve you grow like it's good to see him growing up and Mm -hmm. having an opportunity to to, to fall more into himself and be more honest about Mm -hmm. himself as an artist and shit
2: yeah he puts on a great
1: concert and it was like "Mm -mm, we wanted frank he changed his uh he changed his twitter bio to embarrassed by fans right now (laughs) (laughs) that's good that's real good oh man poor drake (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: my man, uh, Faust on Twitter, George Foster, I think, he said, uh, he had a picture of Drake writing down some lyrics and he said, so I'm paraphrasing, but he was like, you know, <laughs> they didn't want to see the kid like me with my son or something like that. <laughs> uh, I can't wait uh, for Drake's next album.
2: It's going to be on the album talking about how he got booed.
1: Yeah. So, oh man. <laughs> Uh,
2: Tyler put on a hell of a concert. I think we we seen him on TV at at one of them concerts on TV like one or two a.m. in the morning. Which one we seen him? Forgot we seen him on TV.
1: Uh, it's Coachella. Yes, that's what it was. He put on a hell of a concert. It was on YouTube um <laughs> all right that was uh something else i that was i feel like there's more stuff oh, my bad i didn't
2: mean to get you off of. it's
1: okay homeless man hurls a bucket of diarrhea at a woman near hollywood walk of fame what yeah a homeless man dumped a bucket of hot diarrhea on a los angeles woman near the hollywood walk of fame an unprovoked attack that's left her with ptsd she said this week
2: hmm now you throw shit on me and if i beat the shit out of you we both shitty what is happening here now
1: i don't know why the hell she would throw a chance to rap his new album on people I, that's just crazy i don't know what these homeless people's up to heidi van oh. tassel said that i'm just joking chance if you listen to this i'll just joking. i haven't even heard it heidi Man, van tassel heidi van tassel said she was about to drive home from a thai restaurant near the famed tourist area in april when the alleged assailant jerry blessings dragged her out of her vehicle he poured what? her into the middle of the street and he dumped a bucket of feces on her head it was diarrhea hot liquid van Tassel told tassel told nbc4 i was soaked and it was coming off my eyelashes and into my eyes referring to the amount of feces using the attack paramedics who treated her said it looked like the man was saving it up for a month So do you have to like have diarrhea every day for a month? Like are there some shits that too solid and you like, this one doesn't go in the bucket. Ah, I can feel the bubble guts. This is a bucket shit. She said she was rushed to Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital where she was tested for infectious diseases. It was so traumatic. Van Tassel told the news station, the PTSD I'm dealing with is beyond anything I've ever felt. There needs to be some kind of help for victims of these crimes. I'm gonna be real with you, boo. There cannot be a lot of victims of these crimes. You're gonna be in a group of like one person like who else has been a victim of buckets of diarrhea being thrown on you in the middle of the street uh well uh it's me again this is uh, my meeting uh hello my name is Anne. <laughs> like <laughs> like who else is in that group is he gonna be
2: charged with anything oh i'm gonna let you finish reading the article because fuck him because i think i'd put some hands on him
1: he was described as a transient who suffers from mental illness. So you would have beat up a mentally ill person. Was arrested on battery charges and jailed. He was sent to a, by a judge to a residential facility for people with mental health issues. But he was released in August. Which, uh, concerns Van Tassel.
2: Right, which means he probably should have. He
1: could do it again.
2: Not only that, he should have never, probably never been let out.
1: Well, he probably, I mean, what is she? what is she worried about? He going to find her in the middle of the night, dump a bunch of shit on her in the sleep you know it's probably just a one-off probably won't happen again what's the next mm. thing he's gonna do to somebody if he would have had a knife for sure he would have stabbed me she right. said
2: that's right just out of fear out of fear
1: yeah i that just that's sad to hear yep.
2: just a shitty situation
1: Well, at least she didn't die, Aria.
2: Mm. See, that's what she did get for just... He made sure that she didn't run off with all the runs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Um... New H&M tagline sparks con- outcry over Gender Violence Association.
2: Oh, I didn't know this was a group. What's happening? A
1: new collection from the fashion giant H&M has unleashed protests for women's rights campaigners because it includes the su- su- slogan I Love GBV, the initials of the designer, but it's also a widely used acronym for gender-based violence. Is it widely used? I've never heard of a group until you said it. I mean, I'm not saying it's okay, but I, I just don't know about the popularity of GBV is like a Mm-mm. thing that if I walked up to ten people and said, "Do you know what GBV stands for?" I'd be if like, "That's would...
2: a sexually transmitted disease."
1: All right. uh right. First of all, I thought you were gonna say. That you would ask them what it means, because we started off the show. You said you like asking people rather than saying stuff you don't know.
2: No, you I mean you told me what it meant. <laughs> but if you said
1: if you was to ask random Mm-mm, people, can't I, clean w- this up. I would say I would think I would assume that it was an STD. Much like diarrhea in a bucket you can't clean this up, Karen. Okay, because you
2: told me what it meant, so there was no the reason in asking. Hmm.
1: Hmm. GBV. You would say you you will say it must be a STD
2: all of them
1: got fucking letters h-i-b mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay guys um <laughs> all of them got letters the fuck i was supposed to know you could ask and be like what does that mean gbv
2: i put like this i would but you said if you was to ask random people i would make the assumption that that's what it was probably prior to me asking
1: you can't get out of this Did you just you just said what i said you would say that's just what i said that's the opposite of what you said at the beginning of the show that's all i'm saying beginning of the show you said you would ask because you don't know stuff and you'd be like i'm not afraid to say i don't know i'll just be like what is that uh, but instead what you would say is actually that's an std and then be like no it's not it's gender-based violence and you'd be well, like oh i didn't want to ask you t- you had said before what it was Mm -hmm.
2: then you turn around and i'm not crazy then you turn around and you said if i was to ask people
1: if i was to ask them what it means right and i would probably don't have to guess they can say i don't know that is our answer that you said at the beginning of the show you said what there's nothing wrong with saying you don't know stuff
2: there there isn't
1: okay so you, you
2: and i would admit i don't know i'm assuming it's an std
1: that's not what you you got you can have it just because you need this more than I do. That's <laughs> not what you said. <laughs> <sighs> Leave
2: me alone, I sir. I love
1: you. h H&M <laughs> said the slogan in blazing on Hats and Necklace and Boxer Shorts with a red heart symbol symbolizing the word love was an abbreviation of Italian designer Glamartista valley and, ad, and, in the, and in, any other associations were unintentional. But women's rights activists demanded the products be withdrawn saying it was crazy to continue selling them what
2: of an organization that nobody has heard of before
1: not organization gbv means gender-based violence and i i just don't know that people know that uh, so like i don't know that people know that 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 we would yeah i just don't know that people know that right if, if it was something that was common i could be
2: like oh oh yeah 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 that, yeah that, like that, if it said
1: all lives matter that's something i think is pretty universally known mm-hmm. as like fucked up to people but right oh wait a minute this person that they're quoting in this tweet in a story in a tweet has 102 followers and they say activist but her bio says passionate about human rights and advocating against existing power imbalances actionating and that's obvious of my own um, mm-hmm. hold up mm-hmm. hold up mm-hmm. this might be one of those articles where they're overstating the backlash mm-hmm. yeah I don't even see another person they put in here
2: right so I'm like mm-hmm, okay like mm. it, you know we hang around enough people to know if that was a kind of a thing
1: No, I don't, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that I just don't I just, I just don't know if the article made Wait, hold on, here's a quote. This is not an obscure term. It is very commonly used as shorthand for gender-based violence, said Heather Barr, the Women's Rights Division co-director at a global advocacy group, Human Rights Watch. So, I guess in certain circles it is. We just might not be in those circles. I agree. Uh, the Swedish retailer launched a clothing line November 7th in its first collaboration with Rome Bourne Valley uh known in the fashion world for its ready to wear haute couture pieces we condemn any type of violence and as a value driven company we believe in an inclusive and equal society said H&L spokesperson Hacken Anderson in an email to the Thomas Rodgers Foundation yeah it's interesting because I can't like I don't know how much they invested in this shit and I guess they could pull it but I really do wonder if this is the kind of thing that People would see and really be like like associated with this. I just I wonder I'm not saying I'm right or wrong I, mean,
2: I don't think in mass but like this I think some people would 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 be like oh no, that's bad, you know, but the average person mm-
1: yeah uh the items found featured the tagline was still listed for sale on the website on monday by coming up with this line in the first place it demonstrates the lack of awareness about women's rights pakistan-based bar who also who was among those who protested the tagline on twitter said by phone the right thing to do would have been to remove them all and apologize yeah i mean it don't uh, no sweat off my sack if they get rid of it but at the same time i can see why they would be like we don't think everyone's going to make that connection and we don't think a whole bunch of people that are abusive uh to women are going to be like, mm, I need to cop me
2: a some of the <laughs> some of the
1: some of this collection mm-hmm. to let people know I'm down with it. You know, I'm down with the balance. So, yeah, I don't know about that one, man. But uh, good luck, you know, fighting that battle. Uh, let's see what else do I want to talk about. Uh, let's get into. Uh, some fucking with black people all right um where's my fucking with black people music
0: we're
1: just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right, guys. Time to play the game we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game that goes all around the globe. And we find different articles make us feel fucked with as black people. And we assign points close to 0 to 100. In intervals of 25, today's contestants, everybody. And sometimes we give it your cars, which is even more than 100. Uh Popeye well sometimes I give Jacars, which is more than a hundred. Popeye's worker body slams woman in restaurant parking lot. Stunning video shows a Popeye's employee at a restaurant in Tennessee chase a woman out of the parking lot and body slam her, leaving her with several injuries. The video was recorded Tuesday night and shows Dariance Rachel Hughes, twenty nine, picking up a fifty five picking up a fifty five year old woman and throwing her down in Columbia, Tennessee. Hughes was arrested Friday and charged with aggravated assault. The woman, who has not been identified, suffered nine fractures in her elbow, six broken ribs, and a broken left leg. Woo! Rocky McElhenney, the the woman's attorney, said the incident occurred after the customer noticed she had been double billed for her dinner order. After returning to the restaurant, the manager suggested to get a refund. She had an altercation with the employee. McElhenney says the manager treated her with hostility when she returned, but other witnesses reported that the woman, who is white, used racial slurs. Uh, of course the lawyer denies his client used any racial slurs McKelleny alleges his client was called a broken down cracker but there's no evidence of that exchange if she said something she should not have said in retaliation in the heat of the moment we do not condone that and she regrets that but it does not give someone the right to break somebody's body almost in half the attorney said she's a mixture of sad and angry right now nobody deserves to be treated like that uh so this is what i'm thinking number one would randolph Terrence be okay with this because mm-hmm. he was not with the My reaction is angry
0: sad
1: and disappointed that's that's how she feels uh but he was not with the blender throwing but i feel like white oh. lady come in calling people racial slurs Get body slammed and broke all her ribs, I feel like he will be down with this. But I, I can't I had to ask him directly because I, I feel like he will be okay with this egregious violence that happened to this woman uh as opposed to the the blender throwing. Uh the second question the I have brother,
2: is man, that I agree, but I understand. I'm one of them I understand type of people.
1: The second question I have is Did you get your chicken sandwich though? Okay. Know, did, she? did you get your chicken sandwich? You know, so I don't know. You know, and of course, uh, I mean, if you say some racist shit, and uh, a, uh, I guess score for me is zero. So, care? I'm, um, I'm,
2: um, I'm fuck with a little bit. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I give about fifty.
1: Okay. Okay. What well, fucked with you? Hmm. You say you fuck with a little bit. What fuck? Oh, with you?
2: and 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 I guess it's just the fact that I don't know what happened prior to that, but it's just the fact that he fucked her up terribly.
1: She fucked her up. Terribly, she fucked up yeah. terribly. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. So it's kind of that Randolph Terrence. Like I understand your anger, but you went too far. Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna ask him. I'm gonna text him after this and be like, "So what you think about this story?" Because I know his trigger is racism. So i think now gonna be on some other shit when it comes to that system he's gonna be like if she, if she dies she dies i don't understand what's uh, the problem <laughs> Ben carson says black conservatives are treated like the days of slavery yeah by white people Ooh. by white conservatives <laughs> uh, there is no one more loyal to donald trump than the only african-american in his cabinet ben carson uh, but, oh, this one—the one left. This one, no sassy articles. Oh, news one—they trying to bring the sass lately. Um, yeah, Ben Carson says that today, people tell black conservatives that they're bad people. He says this is like the days of slavery when they told the ones in the house, "You're better than the ones in the yard," and the ones in the yard, "You're better than the ones in the field." <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> what? I just Oh my God! Oh. Um Alright, well good good for him, man. You know, zero to a hundred Karen. Oh he got a hundred. Yeah, yeah. he he's he he always gets a hundred. Yes sir. They always love throwing up that racial divide shit. Um R and B legend Eddie Levert scolds black people over Popeye's chicken sandwich frenzy. You're making a mockery of who we are. Mm, he missed the opportunity he could have had a
2: smooth r&b jam with it
1: eddie lavert the lead singer of the oj's didn't miss his words about the ongoing popeye's crispy chicken sandwich craze during his acceptance speech at black enterprises black men excel an annual four-day summit that recognizes and empowers men of color oh you might as well say the blackity Black 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 black
2: jam conference
1: First of all, I didn't know he said it at the, uh, at his, while he was getting an award at the Blackness place. Like, that's the next level. <laughs> like, damn. That is the next fucking level. He's like, level. now that I'm getting my BET, uh, award, i just like to take this time out to say, you niggas are crazy! What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> What's wrong with ya? <laughs>
0: Oh my god chicken sandwich! <laughs> like,
1: just, they're like, oh Old I, and black. I was expecting him to, you know, talk about his accomplishments and maybe, uh, some of the things he's gone through in life. Mm-mm. He is fed up. Mm-mm. He wanted to, he wanted to come down on y'all and scold everybody let him know What's how What's wrong with finished.
0: you? What's wrong with y'all? These niggas
1: are crazy. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Damn, you thought you was going out of this man, and you end up getting the 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 damn pound cake speech. Stop, Stop
0: it right you know. now! This is stupid. <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> get. Get, I'm fine. I'm fine. get out of here! We are adults, and this is
2: ridiculous. Cut the crap. And what happened if you somebody didn't even get a chance to eat the chicken sandwich? You like, I didn't even get a chance it, nigga. Mm
1: mm mm it's not just about me and the popularity and the records and all that this is about my people and that's what i want to convey to the younger people that this is not just about you and the bling and the cause this is about our culture and what we need to represent our people and how we need to represent our people uh he said he then went on uh to say i really wish they would sh- they would show it by not trying to buy that popeye's chicken sandwich he said the artist laughed it would be a different thing if they owned the franchise I could understand if it were if we were making going to make money from it okay, there are some black
2: people that own Popeyes I'm assuming it is
1: that's not the owner of Popeyes though Uh if we were going to make money from that and it was going to benefit our culture but you're making a mockery of who we are and it shames me he said
2: uh, go ahead I'll let you finish
1: turns out he's a real backstabber Smiling your face, Mm-mm-mm. all the time will take your place in line. Come I on. know this trick. I know this trick. You trying to shame people so that after you give this speech and the, and the and the and the award show is over, you can be the first one to pop eyes and nobody gonna be in line because you done shamed everybody and now you get to be the only person getting the chicken sandwich. You're not tricking me, dog. You gotta use the app like like all the rest of us smart Negroes do. Mm-mm-mm. You're like they used to be my sandwich <laughs> come on oh man oh man ah uh, well zero to a hundred Karen
2: <laughs> uh I, I'm sorry I, I, it's a hundred for me my friend a hundred
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's a Jacars for me
2: yes it's a hundred for me cause maybe this is just me mm. I am very very Sick and tired of Negroes acting like every time Negroes enjoy something, we the problem. Yeah. Like we the only people that like chicken. Like, 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 like that kills me. Like, like anytime black people enjoy anything, or anytime people quote unquote assume that it's particularly poorer black people, it's all of a sudden our people with the problem. Right. You know, like 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 that's the shit that kills me. All of a sudden you gotta speak up for the community you know when people are going if you want to speak up for the community they are way mother way more other things to talk about other than this bullshit this fucking chicken sandwich is not killing a fucking thing other than making people cholesterol go up other than that everybody's good it's okay if i want to stand in line i got the right to stand in line for a motherfucking delicious chicken sandwich it's fine nobody has a problem on white people that did paddle around chick-fil-a promoting that homophobia I, di- I didn't see i didn't see people coming out the woodworks about that shit you know because white people do this too but for some reason and, and maybe it's just me and this is something just close to my heart this shit irritates me because it's always about jordans about shoes but y'all don't stand in line to vote bitch a lot of people stand in line twice as long in a lot of black communities because they done fucking close down most of the polls. Like, this standing in line shit is something that people do to make themselves fucking feel better. Stop it!
1: For the love of chicken, people will steal from their mother. For the love of chicken, people will rob their own brothers. For the love of chicken, people can't even walk down the street. For that
2: mean, (laughs) mean wing. (laughs) I had to finish it off for you. I had to finish it off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't let chicken change you. Yes! (laughs) Do things, do things, things, baby. Don't let, don't let, don't let chicken change you. Oh man! <laughs> Over some goddamn chicken.
2: Over some motherfucking. Ch- they come and reward you for a speech. Th- these are people that, d- that don't give a fuck about that chicken sandwich, and you make it about the chicken sandwich. The fuck is this? <laughs> I, I don't understand.
1: Oh man, we can't enjoy
2: shit. <laughs> and, and, and that's why I says the fucking hundred because. We can't enjoy a motherfucking thing. Anything that brown people, particularly if people think poor brown... And, the, and what's so funny about it is that, you know what? A lot of times people stand in line for these... For, particularly when you talk about shoes. Chicken sandwich is another thing. You're talking about like, these shoes that everybody quote-unquote complained about. Nowadays, most people order that shit online. Mm-hmm. And if I do stand in line, odds are I, I, I've saved up for it and I got the money for it. Right. You know, odds are if I'm poor, poor, poor... I don't have the money to stand in line for these fucking shoes or purchase them online. What they do. They smile
1: in your face.
0: All the time they want to take
1: your place. Line skippers. Line line skippers. skippers, Smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place. The line skippers. Line skippers.
2: Yes. (laughs)
1: look at you in line
2: <laughs> <Party>. oh man <laughs> all
1: right um yeah the cars i hate that pound cake shit me you too know. like i can and I, well you know i am take it back not your cars i'm gonna say 100 not fact, no i'm gonna say 75 i'm gonna take it down a few notches i don't want to be hyperbolic i get where it comes from it's internalized shame and shit and a lot of the old generation definitely has to deal with it and a lot of younger people deal with it it's rampant online it bothers the shit out of me when i see people do it because i feel like it comes from a place of anti-blackness that they haven't really examined and it's couched in this like positive black like i'm this pro-blackness i'm so pro-black i'm anti-black and it's a head trip but you know what i really see when i see people do that i see a person that hasn't worked that out of themselves correct and i do have a little empathy for those people Mm -hmm. i understand they're annoying i do think they're wrong but i would bet every last one of us no matter how woke you think you are right now every last one of us has had to unwork this if you or you're still working through it or you just have it in a different area but essentially there's nothing black people do that should be considered um you know that should be considered bringing the race down uh in that type of way and this you know and i do understand too those stories where someone got killed or there was violence and these videos floating around they they they're i don't watch those videos because they do affect me no sir i don't either. you know they do affect me you know i'd love to be so woke that and so fucking uh unbothered that it doesn't bother me but i i don't like seeing black people fighting over chicken and i or cussing each other out or the racist white dude calling people nigger in line i don't like seeing that shit honestly Mm -hmm. over a chicken sandwich you know it's just it just it is kind of sad to think a delicious chicken sandwich has like the 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 fine line between like civility and humanity and the zombie apocalypse was a chicken sandwich like that's what we're gonna find out the walking dead origin is originally gonna be like Buy chicken sandwich and they started and start eating each other and that's how it happened like the
2: next thing we know people started
1: turning into zombies yeah so uh all right let's see what else uh we got here uh i guess we can move into some guest arrays start wrapping this bad boy up uh <laughs> sorry the day <OJ> songs is <laughs> <good>. <laughs> now that it's time for some guest arrays that's right it's guest the race time now that it's time for some guest the race that's right it's guest the race time that's right it's time for guest the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read to play news dogs from all over the globe we ask our content today karen and room to guest the race uh it sounds like the charlotte horn is announcer
0: yeah
1: <laughs> karen to guess the race and of course uh everyone playing is a uh, racist all right yeah them dudes always be over the top um a well-known russian historian has confessed to murdering his lover his lawyer says after he was found in a river with a backpack containing a woman's arms oh shit oleg sokolov 63 was drunk and fell into the river as he tried to dispose of the body parts Police then found the decapitated body of Anastasia Yashchenko, uh, 24, at his home. He's 63 and she was 24. Woo! Uh, P- Professor Sokolov is a Napoleon expert who has received France's Legion d'Honneur. He was, he has admitted his guilt, his lawyer said, Um and he regretted what he had done and now he was cooperating. Well, I mean, he was caught red-handed, literally in his backpack, so. That's free He was kind of too red armed, it. Okay. He was armed and dangerous. He disarmed her.
2: He had his hands all over the evidence, apparently. Her hands, too, apparently.
1: Yeah, his hands was full. Um, yeah, uh he told police he killed her during an argument and he sawed off her head arms and legs what he has said that plan to get rid of the body before publicly taking his own life dressed as napoleon i guess you can say he had a napoleon complex
2: yes he did
1: and his plan came up a little short (laughs) oh man that's all terrible um, it is. <clears throat> he's been receiving hospital treatment for hypothermia and they say he may have been under stress you don't think uh, yeah she moved to St. Petersburg to study um, in southern Russia she was a postgraduate student at the time of her death so he was dating a student she was quiet sweet and always the ideal student absolutely everyone knew about their relationship wow wow uh, well, I guess it's not illegal at that age, but still, wow. She studied French history and co-authored several historical works with Professor Sokolov. Uh, Sokolov. Uh, the couple enjoyed wearing period costumes and he enjoyed dressing up as Napoleon. Russian media reports that her mother was a police lieutenant colonel and her father was a school PE teacher. Uh, she had a brother who once played as a goalkeeper for the national junior football team. Uh, Wow. <clears throat> Alright. Well, uh Karen, guess the race, uh Professor Sokolov. Uh White. Alright, let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Uh I like by murderers like I like my drink white Russian. <laughs> Handyman white. <laughs> Chernobyl suburban white white a white. Everyone's going white on this. Uh cry me a river <laughs> Justin Timberlake oh. white believes in arms white uh white wendigo choppy style chop 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 style white was shorty white correct answer is everyone got it correct he was white Guess that's why women don't date short men. Oh,
2: apparently so.
1: Of course the picture they have of him is in on a horse dressed up as Napoleon. Cause that makes perfect sense. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And carrying a sword, by the way. Just saying. Just saying, guys. Uh all right, let's go to the next one. Um uh how about a Chicago man used feces to vandalize cars, cops say. Uh Police say they caught the man who was damaging parked cars and stores with food and poop. Uh police say A lot
0: of shit
2: shit, shit happening on this show apparently. <laughs> this is a real shit show. Today. Yes, it is. What is happening? <laughs>
1: so what is happening today oh uh police (laughs) police say they caught him uh his name was key who key hue 46 years old he was arrested last week as the person wanted for using feces and food to deface vehicles and storefronts what he really puts the uh deface and defecate Hugh, Hugh was charged with one felony and 11 misdemeanors in connection with the vandalism. He's accused of vandalizing cars in Chicago's Bridgeport neighborhood where he is a resident. I began looking for the suspect in June after getting a number of reports about vehicles smeared with feces. He allegedly st- struck in the early morning hours with police saying he roamed around the neighborhood in white gloves while carrying a brown paper bag. So this was planning he pooped put, put it in a bag wore white gloves so he wouldn't get it on him and then just put it on people's cars he was uh placed on electronic home monitoring after the initial court appearance karen guess the race what's his name again key Hugh. japanese okay let's check the chat room Asian, yes yeah, says yeah that's been Asian. Asian. I'm only saying black because of the white gloves, says Serena, <laughs> okay? Uh, Asian or white because blacks don't live in Bridgeport. Well, first of all, Marlene, pick a, pick a race. You, you, you bet hedge and son of a gun. Have some damn, uh, have some, some pride about yourself, okay? You know what I was thinking? Son of a bitch is probably like my favorite, like one of my favorite cuss words. But it's it's weird that we don't have uh like an equal opposite to that like you can't call somebody a daughter of a dick, but I think we should be able to do that <laughs> you daughter of a dick you know it's it's like sometimes that is it's cool. unfair that son of a bitch is the only one that made it like daughter of a dick is a good one too anyway uh why white gloves though Asian some young guy ga- guy some young guy Asian. He was roaming around cars and didn't get racially profiled. White Andy Yang's cousin, mm mm mm, crazy shitty Asians. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh no! On, oh, get out no. of here, buddy. Anyway, uh all of you guys are correct in your racial assumptions. He was Asian. Mm mm mm. Wow, what? goes through a person's mind because you have to prepare for that you have to like shit in a bag and wait till the morning to do that that's oh my god all right let's go to the bonus round guys double the points and the race double the points and the race that's right double the points double the race so far Karen is uh 2 for 2. Woo! Let's see if she can uh, go 3 for 3. I'm going to try and uh get some chipotle. All right, good luck. Get some chipotle. This is chipotle round. <laughs> a California woman said she dreamed about swallowing her engagement ring to protect it during a heist on a high-speed train. She later realized she actually did swallow her ring in her sleep. <gasps> yep jenna evans wrote about the ordeal on her facebook post last week that's now going viral she explained she was having a vivid dream in which she and her fiance bobby howell were in a sketchy situation involving a high-speed train and some bad guys she told me he told me i tried to swallow my ring to protect it so i popped that sucker off put it in my mouth and swallowed it with a glass of water right about the time i realized that what i was doing i assumed this too was a dream because who actually swallows the engagement ring so i went back to sleep when she told how what happened she thought he didn't believe it right away we laughed pretty hard about it an hour and a half called my mom laughing until we're crying an google do other adults swallow rings because kids do it all the time but apparently it's less common for adults when they took a trip to urgent care when Evans struggled to explain why she was there because she was laughing crying so hard an x-ray confirmed the ring was sitting right behind her stomach and her intestines <gasps> she says the doctor told her they would have to get a procedure to remove it rather than waiting for it to pass through her system she went to a gastro enterologist and described feeling some pain with the ring inside that's when they started to worry at this point i could definitely feel it in my guts it was starting to really hurt and make us nervous the doctor retrieved the ring during the upper endoscop- endoscopy 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 uh procedure and gave it to how making for a happy ending i mean i don't want it back now bobby finally gave me my ring back this morning that's real love i promise not to swallow it again we're still getting married and all was right in the world she said karen guess the race Karen's going with White. Let's check the chat room see what they believe. She about as bad as, as me, though, fighting him asleep. She swaddled it, White. <laughs> Her man said, well, just never dream about my dick, White. <laughs> so then she, uh, when she, when she shits out, shits it out, there will be a ring around the toilet bowl. White. <laughs> White what a shitty way to start a marriage white a lot of Aww. shit today you guys are right anything <laughs> dealing is. with shit stomach content i'm gonna go with white white and dumb well first of all shay did you go white last time when uh there was an asian man because that means you missed one white and dumb white white not her first time swallowing uh white Aww. the correct answer is white i I have a video instead of her picture but if she was white i, I already checked uh, um all right let's do sword ratchetness and we'll wrap this bad boy up way to go three for free karen Woo-hoo! Chipotle, chipotle on me tonight chipotle on you hmm. you welcome <laughs> said that like you too fancy for chipotle i'll I, I that last i might be <laughs> uh let's see uh a man walks into a bar with a sword stop me if you heard this one before right uh yeah a man strode into a uh to a bar with a samurai sword strapped to his back david davies 57 of corns road searing sister? Pleaded guilty to at the Ch- Cheltenham Magistrates Court.
2: What do you think this is? Shamrock shampoo? He just walking in there with a sword, like, hey, we just gonna be a fight today?
1: At uh to possessing a bladed article in a public space, the Marlborough armed Sheep Street on October thirteenth. Oh, that's where he went to go. Prosecutors' lawyers, lawyer May Lee, said the defendant walked into the pub at around eight thirty p.m with the samurai sword he showed the sword to a man in the pub who told him that he ought to be careful because if the uh police saw him the sword with the sword he would be in trouble yeah that's i that that is a good point
0: <laughs>
1: can't talk to these sword people though because they normally don't fucking uh have any um compunction about them for that shit so they just you know you go hey man you can't be having a sword out here you're gonna get arrested and they're like i don't know if you notice I, I i rock swords
0: that's what i do so
1: <laughs> like i'm like, i'm not in a demo of people that are it's very concerned be, with mm, authority and police you know and shit. i don't think i care yeah sorry to disappoint you uh davy said to the man fuck the police He
2: talks about the right response but yeah. was
1: subsequently arrested uh yeah if you're guessing the race now uh he is white so yeah i don't know he must have just walked up in there uh he told him he told the police that his girlfriend (laughs) did not like the sword so he took it to the pub to try to sell it Defending lawyer Tim Burrow said, My client has been drinking at the time. He did not bring this sword in any way.
0: <laughs> District
1: Judge Jotty Ray told Davies, So many people are dying from stabbings that the law is very strict about possessing such weapons, especially when they are taken into a public space. People in the pub must have been petrified when they saw your sword. Davies was given a 16-week prison sentence, suspended for 12 months, placed on community order for a year and order to pay 85 pound prosecution costs mm. I guess he was not the sunflower samurai I guess not alright that's it guys Uh five people get that joke right <laughs> Sh- shout out to the five of y'all shout out to the five of y'all that know what the fuck that was about the rest of you guys uh, we'll see you tomorrow for our walking dead recap yes. looking forward to that Thursday night will be uh the walk the uh balls deep pregame stuff because mm-hmm. no good movies come out thursday Mm-mm. charlie's angels comes out I nah, nah,
2: ma, I, Not nah, i i'm out nah, i think that shit gonna flop
1: yeah and uh hopefully friday morning is me and bossy doing this too much i still need to binge the rest of those episodes so uh all right y'all until next time i love you i love you
0: too Mwah. Mwah.